hard to read the wispy novice. Is she a sphinx or simply stupid? All right, off you go, please. Give me the phone. Artfully disheveled today. The tweedy tramp coat is an abhorrence. It seems to say, I'm just like you. But clearly she's not. A fae person, I suspect. Fae. Show everybody, welcome back. Oh boy, I'm excited to talk about this one. You have been waiting a this, long time. I've been waiting a long time to cover yes, this movie. Have. Patiently, thank you for waiting. I think that the time has come. Indeed, indeed. Well, everybody out there listening, my name is Pete, and I'm Scott, and these are, are the movies that, that made us gay. gay. Oh boy, I love this movie. <laughs> this movie is out of control. Yeah. Underrated camp classic, but before we get too into it, I want to introduce our returning guest, Paul from Daddy Twelve. Hey, boys! Welcome, back. Welcome Paul. Oh so I knew that you would be a good fit for this episode, and this is not the type of movie that you would generally cover on your podcast. That's true. This is later than we usually just just the eighties yes. and nineties. So this is definitely mm-hmm. after that. You've okay. done some 2000s movie, but movies, but not a lot. No, yeah, not a lot. Just a couple that when people request them, we'll go outside of our age, our age ranges, I almost said. Our yearly year ranges. <laughs> but uh, generally sure. speaking, 80s and 90s is our bag. So we watched Notes on a Scandal from 2006, directed by Richard Airy. I'm never quite sure if it's Air, Airy. I, I mean, know. it's spelled like Airy. Like, Airy. Get, get Airy, yeah. right? I always <laughs> said Air just because of Jane, but I suppose they're not related. Jane so yeah, I, there you go. It is spelled like Jane Eyre. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The only movie that I... I'm just ready to get Rasta The everybody. only movie that I know of this director is that he did the Claire Danes failed Oscar buzz movie Stage Beauty. With her and Billy Corrupt. I thought of that yes. movie in so a long. A movie that nobody besides me has thought of well, in a good 15 years. You know who's thinking of it is the is the woman who was scorned that Billy Crudup left his wife. That's right. Because yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Who was that again? Mary Louise Mary Parker. Louise Parker. Mary Louise Justice Parker. for Mary Louise Parker. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a whole other episode. That's like, that, that's but. a gay man asking a question and a chorus of other gay men all yelling, Mary Louise Parker at the same <laughs> time. How could yeah. you not know that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy Crudup. I mean, is Claire Danes that mesmerizing? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm how long, I mean, how long were they together? I don't know how long they were together. And it's one thing that they, that they broke up, but she was, she was pregnant. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. He could have waited. That's ru- that's just rude. <laughs> any- it's just rude is what it is. Um, at any rate, again, this is an entirely different episode. <laughs> Let's talk about Notes on a Scandal. Ooh. Okay. This Notes on a Scandal. Movie. This movie and I, I mean, definitely have a past. This was a movie that I remember reading about. Like as it was coming out, fall of 2006, just because I follow Oscar bl- blogs, mm-hmm. and this is a movie that was very much on my radar. I was so excited when this came to the Wilma Theater in Missoula, Montana, winter of 2007. I saw this movie in a little shoebox theater that was connected to the Wilma. So there was like the big screen. This was on the small screen and fully ah. just folding chairs. It was just me and a bunch of matinee <laughs> women. And I remember the audience losing their goddamn mind at the big Kate and Judy face off. Oh. Like people went fucking nuts. <laughs> yes. As they should have. Yeah. That, that's a good 
It's a good scene. I, I saw this movie in the theaters as well. I was in Brooklyn at the time, and I saw it. I was waiting tables, so I was always, I'd always work nights. I saw it on like a matinee in the middle of the week. So kind of like it was like me and the ladies. And let me tell you that <laughs> when, when she slams Judy Dench into that hutch – and the whole audience, yeah. you would you would have thought Gwyneth Paltrow's head was in a box. <laughs> Be careful with Judy Dench. <laughs> like, what would oh I have goodness. given to have just seen this movie in at like West at like the West Hollywood Sunset Vive with just an audience full of gay men yeah. just cackling <laughs> and hooting and hollering? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I didn't see it in the theater for one. Um, I th- think that I introduced you. To you this movie. did. You did Ooh. introduce me to this movie. Yeah, I feel like for me, I just heard. I was just like peripherally aware of it, and I was just like, "Oh, what are just these two hags just like <laughs> throwing each other around?" Like, I don't know. It was something that didn't quite pique my interest, and then. Uh, although I should say I am pretty fascinated by you know Mary Kay Latorno and, oh, we'll and talk Lily about Kulau that. and that whole like just sad drama you know um, which recently took a turn didn't it? She just recently died. Yeah, Mary. They Kay. got a they got a divorce after years of marriage, and then she died of cancer. Oh. Very yeah, sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um, so a tragic tale, which I had been uh, obsessed with and following, but yeah, not not well, really. I, mean, I don't know how tragic they got married and like were happily married for years and had kids. Yeah, but she died and she was like fifty. Yeah, but then they got divorced <laughs> and then she died. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really so... bad ending, but maybe a nice middle. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, you introduced me to this movie. Saw it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. We're going to have to talk about it. Because... It's one of those movies that I'm surprised doesn't have a bigger cult following behind right. it. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to cover it on our show. Mm-hmm. It's because this is totally the brand of movie that we love. I think this movie sort of dips into the single white female subgenre of like female obsession, yeah. which us as gay men love. I... Just like justice for notes on a scandal. This movie should be talked <laughs> about more. I think it, it fools people because people think of it as an oscar movie and and it is it's a great movie but like there's so much camp and like it's like practically whatever happened to baby jane levels and they're just like like hating each other like these are the types of roles that you could see joan crawford and betty absolutely early 60s (laughs) yeah uh there's but like we're saying there's a lot going on the score is out of control this out of control full glass score Uh It's so dramatic. There's a there's a swell so with, with Judy Dench narrating, and her line is, "Lasagna tends to disagree with my bowels." And as the score, it's like swelling. <laughs> that is exact because she's walking up to this lunch that yeah. she gets invited to, and at that moment, I exact moment, I was thinking, this music is is instructing me that something big is about to happen. As a moviegoer, I know that what this kind of crescendo is leading up to, and then it's just, hi, we're here for lunch. Hi, lasagna gives me diarrhea. Lasagna tends to disagree with my bowels. I'll ask for a small portion. Yeah. <laughs> and just this operatic thematic moment of this is what a big deal 
to get this lunch invite yeah. for her. Right. Well, and I then mean, like the yeah. swelling of the Philip Glass score. Right. It's just too much and I love it. I, yeah. They do need to make yeah. a musical or an opera out of this. Uh, Preferably an opera. Yeah, like let's let's get <laughs> let's get like a Patty Lapone and Laura Benanti in these roles and let's oh make it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I feel like Florence Pugh maybe sure. in like give her a good 10 more years yep. and she'll she would be really good as Sheba Hart. Yeah. Uh, she she can play the Juno Temple role for now. Yeah. Juno Temple, and you saw Juno Temple play this character a lot at this time. Like, Notes on a Scandal, Atonement. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we should kind of talk about the the premise of this movie. It's it's pretty... Ripped from the headlines oh, yeah. of a older teacher having an illicit affair with a 15-year-old? Is he 15? He is 15. He's 15. Canonically. Yes. Uh, yes, because <laughs> this also this is based on a novel. Yeah, did, yes, did, by so, which Zoe Heller. Yeah, did you boys? So I didn't read the novel, but did you boys read I, the differences? I've read the novel. Oh, I read okay. the differences. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of the main. The ending is like the big. The thing, ending right? is the big difference. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've read the book and I don't even remember the. Okay. Ending. Well, well, when we we'll get, get there, there we'll remind you. I know that the big difference between the script and the book is that the book is completely told from Barbara's point of view. Like, you get no point of view of Sheba at all. Which, it's a movie. I feel like you have to open it up to Sheba's experience with this affair. So, I'm fine with it. And also, the script was nominated for an Oscar. This is done by Patrick uh, Marber. And I believe that he is the playwright of Closer. Oh, yes. He comes from the stage. Yep. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, even, you're right. They do open it up to Sheba, but not much. It's pretty yeah. focused on Barbara Covet. <laughs> so I will also. Babs. I, I love that name. That's a, an uh, amazing that, that is, name. That symbolism. is going to be like that is going to be Barbara like my Covet. witness protection name. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back and forth between Barbara and Sheba, but I kind of stand by that. This is one of my favorite roles by Judy Dench, an actress that we have not really talked a lot about on this podcast. We really haven't talked about her or Kate Blanchett a lot. True, true. Um, I mean, Barbara Covet plays this character. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it a trope? The predatory lesbian. I think it lesbian. Is. <laughs> I mean, if if we're gonna, it is. It is. It's a really fun portrayal, and it's right. real. Like, it's not just that. Like, like she mm-hmm. does a lot more with it. Like, it's about like real loneliness and like isolation and, and friendlessness and also a woman who just might kind of be mean and so no one likes right. her like she's just mean yeah but like yeah it's a predatory lesbian like let's let's call yeah. it <laughs> let's look at this with clear eyes. What it is. <laughs> yeah yeah so and i mean again we, we might get into it a little bit later but i was reading in you know in the trivia notes or whatever that there was a a movie in the 80s with Talia Shire, something Ooh. about windows, the window or something like that, that is very similar in, in scope okay. um, to uh, uh, the predatory lesbian trope. But, um, you know, I think you're right. Barbara Covet uh, is a school teacher. She's of a certain age, and she just fucking hates everybody. Oh. She just... <laughs> She yeah. can't stand her colleagues, her students. Not a single person on this world. Not, no, the her, library is always open with that. Her, her sister. With that narration. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, she is just over them, over all of them, and all beneath her. And, you know, new teacher at the school is Kate Blanche, uh, Sheba. 
And this is Sheba's first big teaching job because Sheba sort of later in life, she's in probably her late 30s or early 40s. And she went went back to school and she's trying to become an art teacher. Yeah. And it's like her first day at school. Right. Sheba Hart, played by Kate Blanchett. And Bathsheba, were you saying that earlier this week? Well, that's her full name is Bathsheba. Bathsheba. In the book it is at least. Yes, yeah. And that that she's a biblical like that name is in the Bible as like a figure of mm-hmm. lust. Like people yes. lust after Bathsheba. Such an interesting like choice. Is it two on the nose? I don't know. Look, Barbara we're Covet. talking about someone whose name is Barb <laughs> Covet. <laughs> I, think, I think on the nose is what we're looking for here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at first Barbara's, you know, we get a lot of voiceover and they're from Barbara's diary entries. Mm-hmm. And this her is notes where, on the scandal. Her notes mm-hmm. on the scandal. Uh, the titular absolutely. notes on the scandal. <laughs> They said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's comments on Sheba and that she's just like, you know, not very nice things to say, just like she has about everybody else. But um, one of the early things early on is that sh- she has to go in and break up a fight in Sheba's class. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fights between two boys. And uh, when they ask them why they're fighting, one of the boys says that the other one was like talking smack about Sheba. Not and just talking smack, saying he gave her one up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like protecting her honor or whatever. And Judy Dench is like, all right, whatever. I don't give a well, shit. Well, and also before we observe that moment where they're playing soccer or football, as they call it in the UK, <laughs> and he takes off his shirt and yeah. he sort of gives these eyes to mm-hmm. Sheba when he, when he does his goal. Yeah. So this is Stephen Connolly. Uh, I forget the years. Sixth year, fifth year. I think sixth he's a sophomore. Year. He's played fifth, by Andrew he's Simpson. Fifteen at least. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things that the actor that they got to play this character has a very pretty face, but he's playing fifteen. Mm-hmm. He's about seventeen or eighteen. You know. Yeah, he's not. They probably got him over eighteen. Like he, yeah. yeah, looks young. So I hesitate to say to you know start fawning over this actor, but. He's a very pretty face. <laughs> he does. And um, uh, Kate Blanchett agrees with you. Or I should say Sheba agrees with you. Uh, Kate Blanchett yes. might think he's trash. I don't know. But Sheba definitely <laughs> agrees with you. <laughs> I was reading that Nicholas Holt got very far in this audition and was almost cast in this That role. makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we learned um, We learned a new term from RuPaul very recently, Black Irish. Oh, mm-hmm. I have a funny story about the term Black Irish, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we're if we're not mistaken, it, it would appear that Stephen Connolly is is uh, what you would refer to as black Irish. Yes, right? dark haired with blue eyes, pale skin. He's like he's he's yeah. like Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, there you go, like mm-hmm. Jennifer. Who's Connelly. also black Irish? Absolutely. I had a really good friend we- in New York. She's Sri Lankan, and she saw uh, an, an audition notice for a black Irish character. And she was like, Oh, I could kind of pass for that. Like black and Irish. Like, sure. And she went and she walked in. She was like, this is the wrong place for me. I have made a horrible mistake. <laughs> That's amazing. Because it's not, it's not like a well, like, I mean, yeah. maybe it's an older phrase. You just assume that it's a, it's a Afro, a cultural, Afro, yeah. Afro Irish, I guess. Yeah. But it means, yeah. uh, it traditionally means somebody who's Irish that has very, Dark hair and dark eyebrows mm-hmm. and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get so you know we get introduced to this character, this this boy, and um, 
does Barbara right away, I mean, it's not initially clear. We start getting hints of, you know, this other friend of hers, the mysterious Jennifer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Dodd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, we hear about, like, this friend that she maybe got a little too handsy with, <laughs> metaphorically right. speaking. She got too involved. Yeah. She wanted yes. a little control too over Jennifer's life. Hands on. Yeah. Right, right. And Jennifer, what, I think she was a teacher at the school and she's no longer teaching yeah. there. Or she just, you know, she's just out of, she's out of the picture. Yeah. Right. Um, I love the uh, introductory scene of the, like, the teachers meeting. Oh, yeah. You know, where everybody's turning in these, like, you know, just some some paperwork on wh- how they feel like they can... Improvements you, that they've been thinking about over the department. summer. And it's supposed to be a big report, and everybody hands theirs in, and Barbara just hands in a simple paragraph. <laughs> she worked very hard on it. You'll find it's quite love- complete and thorough. <laughs> uh, she uh, refers to herself as a battle axe later in the movie, and that is oh my God. exactly what she is. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Did, have have any of us had sort of a teacher like this? I'm hesitant to say yes, just because I feel like even our hard ass teachers weren't this bad. Yeah, I, I I feel like I've heard about teachers like this from my parents who went to Catholic school, and they were referring to sure, like the nuns yeah. that were like, "Right, I'll cut your hair off if you keep playing with it." Like, it, it, like that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I haven't had a teacher like this, but I've worked with people like this. Oof. I've had like co-workers and other departments that i'm just like do you remember the day that you lost your passion for this job yeah. because or your passion for life <laughs> for life in general yeah yeah i'm uh trying to remember how barbara and sheba initially start is well, it because of the fight she kind of bails her she yeah. helps bail her out with these boys with the fight and she sort of issues out the punishments she sort of gets down to the situation she kind of helps her out and sheba just sort of as a token of saying thank you just invites her over to her house for dinner and she knows that sort of right. the staff doesn't really like her mm-hmm. and she's sort of reaching out to barbara just to be nice yeah. and and to say thank you it's also, I think, worth mentioning, too, like, talked a lot about Barbara, but Sheba is, I don't say this meanly, <laughs> but she's stupid, right? Like, she's right. kind of upper class and a little mm-hmm. naive and yes. not, like, it seems to be, like, a good mother and not a bad person, but, like, not street smart. <laughs> right. The type yeah. of woman that you could tell that she's always come from money mm-hmm. and she just probably on a whim, I'm going to become an, art, an yeah. art teacher and go to work at an inner city Public, I don't know what the equivalent of public school is in yeah, the UK, but go to school and try to help out these disenfranchised kids. And that is a very tall order yeah. that she was probably not ready for. Yeah. Everything I know about British school, I learned from Hogwarts. So it's probably not very comprehensive. <laughs> not at Mine's all. Mine's either like this movie, um, Harry Potter, or like about a boy. Yeah. Sex education on or Netflix. Or sex education and sex education. <laughs> oh, that's, that's wrong. Pretty, that's, and that's totally, totally wrong. Yeah. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> No. Or like skins. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are the authorities on the yeah. uh, British school system. All right. Done. Well, um, this uh, – it's a it's a lunch date. It's not quite a dinner And Barbara invitation. goes out for her full old lady makeover. Mm-hmm. Yes. She I love her hair done. I love what she says about like, you know, getting a makeover. It's like it's important, but it's also important to not look like you put in the effort. Yeah. To like put in the effort. Um, I was like, ooh, that actually makes sense. <laughs> she gets her cute, like, <laughs> grandma, Judy Dench. 
<laughs> I don't even know what you call that haircut. How old is Judy Dench in this? Do we know? Because I'm like, Oof. I would gen- – because in my head, I think just because I became aware of Judy Dench when she was already in her 60s, like, I was, sure. I'm like right, right. she's been 80 for 85 years. I don't know how old she is. And so I'm like, she's got to be in her 70s, but I would believe yeah. she looks good. Like, I would believe if you told Any- me she was, like, 65. Anywhere between, like, 60 and 80, you don't really know. And Judy Dench, you're right. She's also in that class of older British ladies that really didn't become household names until they were in their 60s. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like her and Helen Murren. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Maggie Smith, yeah. yeah. She um, she was 72. Wow. She looks good. She looks good. She looks, yeah, she looks decent. Um, so she, she shows up to the Hart house in full Philip Glass... <laughs> <laughs> pageantry my entrance music please yes and she's in like you know this like governess like suit you know it's like a you know full like lady business suit kind of a thing a little formal she brings fla- like a bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. And to her kind of, not dismay, but I guess dismay, what she finds out and what we, the audience, find out is that Sheba's husband is Bill Nye. Yeah. He's like 25 years older than her. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's automatically like, okay, like what's going on here? Uh, she has a teenage daughter and she has a special needs, like 12-year-old yeah. son. And she's mm-hmm. not impressed, Barb. She is like, what <laughs> the fuck? Is yeah. that like she she was there for a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she thought there was a connection. They were going to have a yeah. little one on one time and she's not happy with the addition of all these new people, I don't think. Right. And, you know, the daughter comes downstairs, plays, played by Juno Temple, and she's just in like sweatpants and a T-shirt. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, hey, what's going on? Why are you Jumps so dressed phone. up? <laughs> yeah. So mean. She's later, she's later smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah, and she offers one to Barbara. The I teenage... so interesting. Do you think that's just like a British thing? Uh, partially, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just the teenage daughter smoking in the house. Yeah, but like I said, Juno Temple played this character type a lot around this yeah. time. Right. But yeah, I love that she tells her like, oh, "Are you going somewhere? You're all poshed up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all after they up, eat, they have like I guess they have a family tradition where they all dance. And like oh, so, man. you first of all, you get the camera like tracking Kate Blanchett's body as Barbara stares at her with barely concealed lust. But then like you have Judy Dench being forced to dance and it's like uh, <laughs> she's so good it's at so like, awkward. awkwardly dancing. It's so great though. <laughs> well also not only do they make her awkwardly dance, but then Sheba like goes to answer the phone or something. She's so now her text messages. So now she's like, great, yeah. the only person that I know here's gone. I'm dancing with your, you know, your special needs son. Your weird old man husband mm-hmm. who's probably still 10 years younger than her. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I do have to say, if I showed up to a dinner party uh, at someone's ho- home who I had just met and I didn't know the family, and this is my like first outing with this person, and they started an after-dinner dance party... Yeah. No, I got thank the, you. I got the same face yeah, I'm as out. Judy Dench. I'm out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Barb makes I, a lot ooh. of bad moves on this, but this is not one of them. She is right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She says something about this like appalling ritual. Yeah. That they got, does she call have. it bourgeois or something like that? Yes. <laughs> she definitely says bourgeois. Oh, my goodness. Meanwhile, this house that she lives in is pretty beautiful. Oh, yeah. And they they mentioned that it was handed down to her from her father, yeah. that she's had this house. Right, I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, her father was a famous uh, 
economic, I almost said economic matician. Uh, <laughs> That's got to be a word. He was like, he it was is. really big in like economics. Uh, sure. Yeah. Economist. Like an economist scientist. <laughs> he perfected okay. some term that had to do with inflation. Right. All right. Incredible <laughs> that people can do that and make money off of it. I thought, Crazy. Yeah, I thought I people that. were economists for the love of it, not for the money, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, uh, more of a hobby than yeah. anything. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like a rich person's hobby, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I love this next scene in Barbara's, um, like, craft cottage. Yeah. It's like yeah. a room for Bar- for Sheba's own. Mm-hmm. And I just love this scene of Sheba sitting down and talking about her life and saying all of these very thoughtful things. But do they really add up to anything now? And I like, and I like that's how Kate plays that scene. Is that Sheba just thinks that she is just like given out these like great pearls of wisdom, but then when you really like look at the dialogue, mm-hmm. you're just like, huh? I don't even know if all of these lines even add up to anything. And that just really goes to Sheba's personality. That this is just her. You could see Sheba if she didn't get caught up in this web, like then starting a business like Goop. Like for a really vapid, rich white lady like that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. These rich white lady pearls of wisdom. Yeah. I do love that. I do love her crafting cottage, though. I mean, if I had this like. Who doesn't want a townhouse? Later, it's just turned into the fuck cottage. Yes, it definitely turns into a fuck house. So living on the edge, Sheba. Yeah. When she fully engages this like relationship, like come on, like, you lady. can't, you can't, you can't tell me she goes halfway on things. When she decides <laughs> to do something, she yeah. does it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So do we immediately go to this like school assembly situation where Barbara yeah. finds out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. The school year is progressing, and it is the school assembly. And I love the school assembly mm-hmm. that this is like their Christmas pageant. Like as people that just went to American high schools, this is so foreign to us. Yeah. Of just this weird <laughs> Christmas pageant. But I think stuff is just kind of like this in England. <laughs> I remember seeing stuff in About a Boy like this. Just these very. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, all I have to say is that we have a very lovely uh, Patreon subscriber from the UK her, uh, who goes by the name of Christine, who is listening to this episode. Probably just she needs to shaking in, her actually. head, just yeah. going, "You mm-hmm. idiot! You don't know Christine, British public in. schools, and you don't You're know British pageants. All wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry, lady. We're <laughs> they don't teach us anything here yeah. about other countries. We're very, very stupid <laughs> and, and sheltered. So Barbara's <laughs> noticing she's saving a, a seat for Sheba because I love, the school principal tries to sit down, and she's just like, "Oh no, I'm saving the seat." For I Sheba. love when she tells him that she's shaving the seat. Uh. There will be a point in this movie where I'm like, "Is the 15 year old boy the most mature character in the entire yeah. film?" <laughs> Yeah. I think he might be. He's close. I think he might be. <laughs> yeah. Him and Gino Temple, at yeah. least, they should have. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Sheba never shows up. So, she gets tired of waiting. So she goes she... and looks in the window of her office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like, the classroom. Ugh. She goes down and, oh, she sees the aftermath of Felicio. I mean, she was... Yeah, she was going down on yeah, him. She, yeah. she sees this sal- salacious aftermath. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And she, I mean, she, she's pretty disgusted, right? So I kind of put myself in Barbara's shoes of that if I was a teacher at a school mm-hmm. and I witnessed that. it, like, what would I do? 
Like, would I just play, like, I never saw anything? Would you confront them? Would you just immediately go to the principal? And I don't even know what I would do if I saw something like oh, this. Oh, I'm such a narc. I would tell on you so fast. You gotta I'd tell. Be like, I'd be like, yeah. Can you, like, but, like, picture it. Like, have you met a 15-year-old recently? I cannot... Oh, no. Awful. no, thank wrap you. Wrap my head around <laughs> no. being seduced so or attracted to a 15-year-old. No. That is, like, even 18, once they're legal, it's kind of pushing it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Super interested. But, you know, we were just no. watching Little Darlings about a month ago, Ooh. and... Matt Dillon in that movie was about 15, and it's one of those things where you're like, oh, Matt, Matt Dillon like, can get it in this movie, and then you Google his age, and, <laughs> and you're like, you just oh, never feel, mind. <laughs> you just feel gross. Forever I'm just clean. like, wow. Never I mind. Just thought, I thought, like, 15-year-old Matt Dillon was hot, and then yeah. you just feel, like, icky. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. 15-year-old teenage boys, no. Yeah. No, they're awful. And this little this actor <laughs> Andrew Simpson, I think his name is. He's mm-hmm. he's good in the movie. He's really good, I think. And yeah. he plays this kind of like aggressive alpha type, but he's fifteen, yeah. and she falls for it like yeah. hard. <laughs> like he's basically yeah. negging her, and this forty year old woman is like <laughs> lapping it Absolutely up from this fifteen year old. Yeah. It's it's oh. Sheba, yeah, Sheba, right. Sheba. And- how you know so we'll get into like how it you yeah. know it played it played out because that's kind of how the movie goes barbara immediately goes to sheba and is just like she calls her over the phone yeah and she immediately call i love that shot of judy she's probably been up all night thinking about this just sitting in her kitchen just stone face mm-hmm. this is on her mind and she doesn't know what to do. I, and just the look on Judy's face is so good. I had actually forgotten that she confronts her about it immediately. Because I haven't seen this movie in like 10 years. I don't know if I ever watched yeah. it again. And I was like, oh, wow. they like The movie's only 90 minutes. I honestly, yes. when I yes. sat down to watch it, I just Tight. presumed it, it was two plus hours. Just because I'm like, it's an mm-hmm. Oscar movie with these two actors. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, we are headed right to it. She wastes yeah. no time. <laughs> No time at all. And so she calls Sheba and she's like, I know I what you did. To you about Billy Connolly. Yeah. Billy Connolly. <laughs> um, Stephen Connolly. Oh. <laughs> not not actor Billy Connolly. Not the Scottish, uh, not Scottish comedian. Act, not Scottish comedian Billy Connolly. <laughs> um, so they meet at a pub. She was freaked out, starts recounting the story. And you're absolutely right, Paul. He is like the architect of this entire thing. Yeah. Like all this stuff about like, I want to draw and I need you to teach me. And like, it's all bullshit. It's all just like, (laughs) and as someone who recently watched all of a teacher on Hulu, I have to say, I do not feel like this movie depicts grooming in any way. Cause he really is the aggressor that does. I'm not saying she is not still at fault. She is the adult. She not have done it, but like he is, they very clearly pick, position him as the aggressor in the affair mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and so you know he he she's an art teacher so he uh goes to her and says that you know he wants to uh there's some reason why he can't be in her class well it's just some plot reason yeah so but there's plot armor mm-hmm. for him to not be in the class and so it has to be a one-on-one after school situation and when he shows her his drawings 
his drool rings. And she's in one of the drawings. And one of them is of her. That's when she's like, okay, I see you've got potential. I'll do it. Let's do it. And so they start having these one-on-one art classes. Um, and they're getting closer and closer until she just, like, tussles his hair. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, and he's got that, like, do it again, miss. That- <laughs> that's good. That's good. Good impression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do it again, miss. <laughs> and just calling her miss all the time. Like, oh, my God. And, um, you know, Barbara's listening to it, and she's just, like, incredulous. And, I mean, like, Bill Nye is, too. Just, like. And then you say no. <laughs> you just what don't the fuck? fuck the 15-year-old. Like, this next step is to not do what you then chose to do. Yeah. I mean, although, like you said, he is very aggressive. He is mm-hmm. following her home. Mm-hmm. He is showing up, you know, at shops that are on her route. You know, showing up at her grocery store. Like, all of this stuff that's that's very aggressive. And for her, she's just this, like, I, you know, I hesitate to, like, call you know be reductive and like call her like this flighty mm-hmm. you know woman but i mean she's very much just like oh oh well what do i do well it's like the movie tries to i feel like they want us to see that she's just like kind of dissatisfied with her life there's nothing wrong with her life mm-hmm. but they want yeah. us i think they want us to feel sympathy for her and because it, right. it, it's like well okay cool like i get like that's why i think they're putting all of that aggression on him because if it was her yeah. then you're like okay now now you just have two monsters, right? Like you have two complete yeah, exactly. monsters. So Villain. They, they want to mm-hmm. have like a wiggle room there. But but I'm like, it, it, it just have an affair with another teacher. Like yeah, just have right? an affair yeah, yeah. with an adult. Have an affair with someone who graduated last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and the so thing bad. about the thing about like, oh, well, her husband is so much older than her. And it's like, but he still loves her. He's not mean to her. He's not, he doesn't neglect her or step out on her. Yeah. It, he's just older. I mean, so I would, that's not that much of a. <laughs> if I was in the position, I would probably date Bill Nye. Yeah. He's Bill charming. Nye, yeah. He's charming. He's like, he seemed cool. He seemed like a cool, you know, partner. And I mean, I'm pretty sure given how time works, he's always been that much older than her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't change. <laughs> she knew going in how much older he was. So, you know, so Barbara kind of tell. well, she was just like, okay, well, what do you know? She assumes that she's going to turn her in. Yes. And when Barbara actually says like, oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn you in. I'm here to help she you. She says I could gain everything by doing nothing. Oh, you poor thing. You got yourself into a state. I'm not going to report you. I want to help you, to support you through this. She's so Iago. 
this character. <laughs> like it, this is yeah. this is a Shakespearean level villain of like yes. a manipulator and domineering battle axe of like and she will just lie in wait like a cat and then just pounce when the moment is right. Yeah, absolutely. And just holding this information is just like yeah, I mean, Sheba's in a weird place because she does she doesn't want it to get out or whatever. But it's like, what what can you do? And so Barbara kind of, what's the weird kind of ultimatum that she gives Sheba about like the holidays? Like she kind of says like, she kind of reasons with it that she doesn't want to destroy her life. And what's the point of doing anything? Because it's just going to harm this kid even more. Yeah, I think. Well, well she right. she says I think. Sheba says, please don't tell anyone. Just let me have Christmas with my family. And that's when she says, I'm not going to tell anyone. Right. I'm going to help you. And then she says, you okay, have to okay. break it off. It ha- you, have to, right. you have to end it. And then kind of thinking, I think, in Barbara's head, like, once you end it, you're not going to be fucking that kid anymore. You don't want to mm-hmm. fuck your husband. And then suddenly here's sweet old Barb who can be like, <laughs> hey, have you ever, you know, made a left when you Let's- thought you were going to make a right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stroke each other's arms. Yes. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> oh man. So uh we get like the Christmas Christmas party scene Is that coming up. Yeah. In the Christmas party scene, you sort of get a glimpses into both of their Christmases. And Barbara, she goes to stay with her sister. And this is sort of when you get a little more glimpse into Barbara's past that even her family doesn't really know what Barbara's deal is. Yeah. They assume that she ha- maybe had a girlfriend. And they, they seem don't to really be know. kind of open to yeah. it. They're like, yes. I'm yeah. very sorry that Jennifer isn't around anymore. Like, she seemed mm-hmm. nice. Like, it, they don't seem to be judging her for her sexual proclivities. Right. And then, you know, but she's still very much like... Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's not offering anything. She's just like, stop talking to me about it. I'm a private person. Meanwhile, on Sheba's end, uh, all of these rich white people are over the house, and there is that mean woman that's talking about Sheba, and she's listening. Pretty much just saying yeah. how, like, just Sheba's just like she's had. What What is that woman actually saying? Wait, wait is that her mother? I don't know I who think it's, it's supposed just a to family be. friend. Oh, Maybe Bill Nye's sister. Yeah. I, I thought because I thought it was family, yeah. and it seemed like it was. I think she said something about having her family and his family. So I didn't, don't know if maybe it was a sister-in-law or... Yeah, okay. I wasn't something. sure watching it. I, I, mean, I thought it was clearly like a relative that... But I remember they had mm-hmm. said that she had she had loved her father. Her father died and her mother was always awful. So I kind of... Okay. I made that leap mm-hmm. to being... But the actress looks right. kind of young to be Kate Blanchett's mother. So it's... Who knows? Yeah. Maybe she's like an aunt. Yeah. Um, but she's she's just ripping on her. Basically being like she's she's... Mm-hmm. Pretty but stupid. It's kind of like yeah. the, the upswing of she's it. Used to, she's used yeah. to being taken care of. Yes. And that's when she sort of dives back into the affair. Yeah. Well, she goes outside mm-hmm. to take the trash out and yep. who should uh, arrive but young Steve. I got a present for you, miss. <laughs> I, got a, I got a necklace. It's real fake gold, miss. <laughs> real fake gold. Oh, I love it. And then oh, she makes out with him in, like right next to the steps of her house. This bitch wants to get caught. She I'm wants to you, get caught. Driveway of your own house. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she's she's uh she's she's ready to get caught. But um 
you know, obviously it hasn't ended. Mm-hmm. It's still going on. Um, Barbara is becoming ever more and just inserting herself more and more into, you know, into Sheba's life. And the most important thing that's happening with Barb right now is that her cat is very ill. Oh, yes. Man. Portia. Portia. I had forgotten that there was cat, there was cat death in this movie. And I was yeah. like, no, <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't emotionally handle this. Poor Portia. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she just shows up at the house distraught because Portia's been at the vet. She's been, you know, she's been ill. The most important uh, third character of this movie. Yeah. Portia, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I love, you know, when, so we get this scene where a distraught Barbara shows up uh, or she's in the kitchen with, with Sheba and they're talking about it. And she's just like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm being silly. It's just an animal. And. She was reassuring her and all that. But Kate Blanchett's playing it really well because at the top of the scene, you don't know that, like, yeah. oh, she's got an appointment. She- <laughs> and then the <laughs> clock is ticking. There's <laughs> an engagement, as they say. Yes. <laughs> she's engaged. And yeah, she has a hard out. And- but she's you know she's playing along at first she's doing it well but then as the conversation goes on she's just like oh well you know these are these things happen (laughs) i'm out staying i'm out staying my welcome yes you are yes indeed (laughs) and this is where we get the stroking line yes which is is so good the the arms yeah (laughs) when i was at school if one of us had had some bad news or was a bit down we used to stroke each other. You know, someone would do one arm and someone else the other. It's a wonderful sensation. I can't even with this. <laughs> About her, like, her her school chums, uh-huh. you know, and that they would, you know, they would do this thing with each other to, like, calm each other down. Scott, explain what... Stroking arm is, is a sort of when you take your fingertips <laughs> or your nails and you just put them right down your forearm. Yeah. Like that. Like that. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I've done it before. To your own self. To your own self, yeah. Not I would never I don't think I would ever do it to someone else. But I guess she says that like all you know, they would do it like all of her school chums would do it, and then multiple people would get in on it. Kind this of like seems like a very uh, what's that British show of stroking, stroking my pussy? Uh, are you being served? Are you being served? <laughs> this the old seems lady like from it, that it definitely transitioned into a little exploration. During well, school. yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Uh, it's giving me vibes of like those massage trains that you see, like mm-hmm. like kids do, like college age and teenage kids do, and you're just like, stop doing that. Yeah, honestly, just fuck, <laughs> just like just fuck <laughs> each other. Like, please stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and you know, she was just like, yeah, sounds great. I mean, you know, all right, lead. <laughs> yeah, and then Barbara sees someone jump over. She sees him jump over her garden wall. Yeah, she says, there's someone someone in your garden. And she was like, oh, it's the Call boy the next door. It's like, no, he's going into your fuck cottage. And she's like, no, it's just the boy <laughs> next door. And then she, then the phone buzzes and Barbara grabs the phone and she reads a, a, a filthy text message. Filthy. Uh, he calls her over the phone and she answers it. No, yeah, it's a call. Oh, right. It's a call. This, this one's a call. Yeah. And he says, and he says like, he's, he's like thinking about her cunt. Yeah. Uh. I know it's diff- that word is different in, in British yeah. slang than it is in American slang, but I'm like, I don't think that's going to get you in many women's pants over here. That's no, not the way to no. go. 
<laughs> that is some dirty talk. Um, I mean, the entire movie of Atonement revolved around it, so you know. Yeah. But um, so this is when Barbara realizes that she hasn't broken it off, mm-hmm. which that was her one ultimatum was break it off, and um, we get some like Barbara, please. <laughs> yeah. Some pleading on Sheba's part. How does she get her out of the house? I forget. Because ultimately, does it, she, she chases after her, doesn't she? She leaves. And then, because yeah. uh, the line coming oh, up is right, she has nowhere right. to turn but trusty old Barb. <laughs> trusty old Barb. <laughs> so I think she basically, if I remember correctly, uh, Barbara is basically like, all right, you're going to keep doing this. Like, we have to keep it quiet. And she's still like, I can keep waiting and still do nothing and still hopefully kind of sew this woman up completely. Yeah. There you go. And yeah, you're right. She does chase her out essentially uh, at first initially because she's like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell your husband, whatever. She chases her out of the house. But, um, I feel like this is when, uh, the cat dies. The, the cat's definitely, the cat's about to die. But, but first there's like, there's still a little time where the affair keeps going and Barbara's like, just biding her time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Still holding this over Sheba's head. Yes. And we get like a little bit like some like short montage scenes of the affair. And they have the spot, you know, and it's very much that meme of like tops be like, I know a spot. <laughs> and it's in between two trains yeah. and <laughs> like a train yard and they have their little picnic you know and it's just like lady she's like swigging on a bottle of like schlitz that he brought (laughs) yep (laughs) i don't know if it's it's like the equivalent of whatever like some malt liquor is in england mickey's i think that's i think that's british but yeah it's just like lady get a room Mm -hmm. like literally Yeah, Please. well, they we, do have. They do have the. We could footage. bring you down to the pub right now mm-hmm. and find a strapping twenty-year-old. Also, that that would yeah. probably be better in bed. Yeah, <laughs> it really is incredible when you're like, she seems to think he's good in bed. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, no, he is. No one is at that age. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's also the scene in the fuck cottage after they've just done it, and he's like traipsing around. Like yeah. bare ass naked, and they're shooting him like with this camera angle that's ever so like right below yep. his belly button. And you're just like, oh my goodness, yeah, cut away, <laughs> please stop, <laughs> please stop this. Um, so Portia dies, I think, right? Oh my goodness, yes, yeah. Portia dies, or or she's going to be put down, and Barb they're rushes yeah. to Sheba mm-hmm. to ask for her support. But Sheba is about to drive her family and her special needs son is going to be in a play at school, right? And Barb tries to insert herself into that dynamic. The most intense scene of the movie mm. of just like there's a like the tension is ramped up. Both like Bill Nye, Juno Temple yeah. are just like yelling at Sheba of yeah. like, you need to get in the fucking car because we need to go. Yeah. Someone has died. I've, I know. It's terribly sad. You owe me this. Mate, can't you make up vanish? Use your wand or something. He's doing a show for the first time in his life. That's your choice, is it? Why don't you come? You'd be very welcome. I thought you understood what friendship means. (laughs) It's my child. It's my son. It's just a little boy. Don't play the good mother with me. Excuse me, ladies. Could one of you tell me what's going on? Is this some kind of coven? I don't 
can explain perfectly. Would you like me to? No, it's just a bar had some very bad news about her cat. My condolences. Poor, poor pussy. Now, can I have my wife back, please? I don't like your tone. Why is she always here? What kind of fucking spell has she cast on you? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where your politeness with another person that's like a non-family member or like a friend of your family member where you're just like, all right, I'm not I'm not being cute anymore. It's like you need to shut the hell up and yeah. let us leave. Um, yeah, this confrontation on the street is crazy. Barb does <laughs> not there's a understand lot of, boundaries, <laughs> and there's a lot at there's a lot at stake for Sheba with this yeah. because if she doesn't give Barbara that attention. Barbara has a lot of power over her. Well, that's the thing. It's like mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't even need to get out of the car, but she kind of knew that she has to yeah. at this point because she's mm-hmm. kind of like she's got this information on her. So she needs to just be like, oh, oh fuck. Every time I see her, it's got to be like she's got to show that urgency. And, yeah, Barbara's just like, well, why don't I just go tell him right now? Yeah. <laughs> Barbara is this close Somebody's to being like, pick died. me, choose me, love me. Mm, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I love it though when she when she says somebody's died someone's <laughs> di- someone's dead <laughs> it's your cat <laughs> but ultimately they you know they leave her there they fuck off to the play they're like Barbara Barbara buries her cat it. yep did, now okay did she bury the cat in her own garden sure is that, so. is that this scene oh okay. yeah she puts. She puts the photo there and she buries him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if she was just burying like – because we kind of skipped it, but Sheba gifts Barbara this fancy frame, like a silver frame with Portia's name engraved on it. And we see the frame in the ground with dirt going over it. So I was like, well, maybe she's just burying stuff that Sheba had given her. But she's probably – you guys are probably right. She's probably burying the cat. Oh, yeah. So who comes knocking at Barbara's door? Brian, the teacher. <laughs> Brian, the plot device, comes knocking on the oh door. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this character. This character, he's not important, Davis. but he's got a set of stones on him. I mean, <laughs> he just has zero tact is what he's this got. One, like, this he's... one has a lot going on. Do you? Th- okay, let's say that like I were to approach anyone for an affair. Sure. Mm-hmm. Would you ever go to a coworker? Of just like, so, do you know this person well? Do you think this person would be down to commit adultery yeah. with me? Y- yeah. Like, zero chill. Zero chill. Like, I have a wife. I know she has a husband. Yeah. But I really want to fuck her. Would you? Oh, do you think what? she'd be cool? <laughs> I mean, so I guess weird. that older straight men are pretty dumb, though. So, I guess that this would happen. I guess. Oh. And Barbara, zero chill, is just like, well, you're not her type. She yeah. likes a younger <laughs> boys. I love, I love how evil Judy is in that scene as she's smoking the cigarette, covered in dirt. Yep. After burying a cat, <laughs> she just looks like the undead. She does. Yeah, yeah. And she straight up is just like, she likes younger men. Surprisingly, did she say surprisingly? Surprisingly younger? young. Su- I think, surprisingly yeah. young. Yeah. 
and um, all but like implies straight out that she's doing it with a student. Yep. Oh no, she says his name. Yeah, yep. She does. Yeah, she even says it. She's like, oh yeah, Stephen Connolly. This is the <laughs> <That> one, one. <laughs> and only mistake that Barb makes in the entire movie. She names the student, revealing her yeah. own knowledge of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess she fails to realize what is what will happen when it gets out, and it also gets out that she knew about it. Yeah. Is that? That's also a crime, like, to just not say anything, you know? Yeah, and she's also, like, she's lashing out because she has been denied mm-hmm. her arm stroking. Her- <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, immediately the next day, it's, it's like the next day at school, right? Where- um, no, we kind of find out when... Um- Oh. Sheba invites her over for dinner, and you see his mother. Stephen's mother, yeah, barges mm-hmm. into the house. So we find out that the parents know first before yes. anything else. And that's that's it. You're right. Mm-hmm. And in probably less than a day has passed. This is yeah. probably the following evening. Right. Kate Blanchett takes a slap like a like the <laughs> boss. You know she is like a champ, yeah. like a yeah. champ. Because that that can you imagine being hired to be like, okay, you're going to come in, you're going to have one scene. Your scene yeah. is you're going to haul off and you're going to slap the shit out of like Julianne Moore. I like I mean you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna call her a whore. You're gonna scream in her face. You're gonna pull her hair. That's your scene. Kudos to that actress. She went in. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah, really good. Oh, and we forgot uh, because Sheba does try to break it off with Stephen, and Stephen had told her this yeah. sob story about his dying mother in the hospital. And his dad his beats him. Father would beat the hell out of him, and he lives in a council block. And you know he's just got this horrible life. So she goes to his home because Sheba also has zero chill. And is like, I need to speak to Stephen at once. And the father answers the door. And he's just like, oh, hi, you must be his teacher. Nice to meet you. Like, all nice. She goes inside. And it is a council, you know, estate. It is, you know, these council blocks, which are kind of like the projects in America, but not as bad. But just public housing, Mm -hmm. essentially. And so it is that. But when she gets inside, it's like nice inside. Yeah. You know, it's totally fine. It's totally nice and normal inside. It's not like this shabby rundown house. The the father is totally nice. And, um, you know, she goes into his room. I love when the dad says, oh, if you're going to go in Stephen's room, you better knock because you never know. (laughs) Because he's definitely playing a little five on one if the door is closed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they have this walk and he's just like, what the fuck, dude? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I told you a story because I wanted to fuck you. And look, it worked. Yeah. Because he's like a 15-year-old boy. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I've tried this on every teacher under the age of 50 in the school. And you were the first one at work. Everyone except Barb. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's just like, it worked. Both of us got something out of it. So if it's done, it's done. But it's not fun anymore. So. Yeah. How about we stop? (laughs) He breaks up with her. I cannot stress that enough. Steven breaks up mm-hmm. with Sheba. Once <laughs> she showed up, he was just like, all right, yeah. no, you this know, is stage too Stage five much. clinger, dude. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a little totally. self-respect. <laughs> totally. So, you know, so now we get the parents, you know, the mother that, you know, he th- that was on death's door is here beating the hell out of Sheba. But this works out well for Barb because Barb yes. thinks... Barb knows, okay, 
Sheba just thinks that Steven broke and told his mother. Yeah. So she's yeah. in the clear except for plot device Brian. That's the last loose end. Right, right. Because now at the school, they call in Barbara, the the headmaster or whatever, calls in Barbara. I'm assuming it's the headmaster because of, again, Hogwarts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> and you kind of get this headmaster finally has something that he can officially be rid of Barbara yeah. with. Because doesn't he sort of just... He says, just retire. Force her into, yeah. Yeah. into retirement. Yeah. yeah. And she tries to fight back, and he's like, uh, Jennifer Dodds has a restraining order against you <laughs> because of your friendship. Like, yeah. take the win. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So we start getting, like, the real backstory about, you know, about Jennifer and that she actually, yeah, she did <laughs> Uh, she did issue a restraining order because uh, Babs is uh, is clingy. Is this when she goes into the into the into the bathroom and throws up in the bathroom stall? I think so. And there and there's the graffiti yeah. that says Babs covet equals a nasty old Lezo on the yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the stall. Yes, <laughs> the, referring oh. to this character as Babs is Babs pure comedy because and that is something that. Stu- teenage high school students will do absolutely like to a, a teacher that they hate mm-hmm. just call her babs oh my god mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. <laughs> babs covet is a lezo uh. <laughs> so yeah so now everybody's life is falling apart yeah yeah so i mean chiba just has to just become roomies with barb she asks barb she has to move in live, if she can live with her for a little while and barb said as well, long as you want as long as you want so it's become a media circus. Mm-hmm. It is the teacher, you know, having an affair with a student. He's underage. It's just all over the papers. We know British tabloids are mm-hmm. crazy. They go in pretty hard. Cuckoo. Ask Meghan Markle. Yep. Yes. And so, you know, they're following Sheba at her home. They've got the kids there. And so, I mean, I, I think, is it implied that Bill Nye asks her to leave or is it just yeah, kind they, of like a mutual they have decision a huge fight and then he he throws her out basically and that's when yeah. she has to live with barb i mean by yeah. the way he's really good in that scene yeah fair on yeah. his part. totally <laughs> fair yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah he's fully just like why couldn't you just find somebody yeah 18, why do you dude? yeah have have someone yeah. who's someone who's not a kid and if i'm not mistaken i think the age of consent in the uk is actually like 16 or 17 no, oh, that I don't so I think know. she just I think she just missed it. Christine, yeah. write I, in I, and let us know. Exactly, I mean, Barbara. Because you know what, I'm not going to Google it. <laughs> she likes to live on the edge. You're going to definitely be put on a list. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Google I'm that. not googling age of consent in the UK. <laughs> we'll just figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So eventually, she goes to to uh, to stay with. With Barbara in her like old lady apartment, she keeps finding all of these gold stars. Mm-hmm. Well, all yes. through the apartment. What we've seen is that when Barbara has a good day, a she gold marks star it day. as a gold star day in her in her log, mm-hmm. in her in her notes on a scandal and, <laughs> on the scandal. Jeez, I mean, wouldn't it be such a good idea of like night of a thousand uh, of a thousand Judy Denches? Oh yeah, to come out <laughs> as Judy from Notes on a Scandal, and that's what you lip sync to. Yeah. If you would just do the like, like the monologues, the narration of, her. I want oh, every movie narrated by Judy Dench as Barbara Covet. But I love it. Finding him. Nemo, narrated by Judy Dench <laughs> as Barbara Covet. As Barbara yeah, Covet, like, <laughs> just, the most just shading everybody. Vicious, Ugh. cutting comments for every 
<laughs> yeah. I love when the one other teacher that's closer to Sheba's age, mm-hmm. but she's she's a little heavier, so Barbara just is just like, oh, geez, this one. Yeah. And when she has her big announcement that she's pregnant and Barbara's just like, you're pregnant. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's so awful. Yep. But um, so, yeah, so Sheba's at this house. She's like, you know, hiding inside. She doesn't go outside because all the press is out there screaming at Barbara. Oh, I know what I want to discuss mm. is Sheba's backstory of that she had this goth Susie and the Banshee's, like, persona. Oh, right. I think that's actually super clever Mm -hmm. of that. This is just that character. This is the girl from, like, the early 90s that would dress up like Susie and the Banshee's. And this is just sort of what became of her. I really like that. And when they're talking about the Susie and the Banshee album, Mm -hmm. when, uh, uh, when Steven picks it up and he's looking at it. And they're talking about Susie and the Banshees, and then yeah. they you see the old photograph of her with the Susie Sue makeup. I just like that little character note. Yeah. Well, because now she starts to return to it, right? She starts putting herself mm-hmm. into it. I, I wrote, like, she's becoming Nancy Spungen. Like, she, she's definitely... Yes. <laughs> and she's kind of dressing herself as, like... I, I say this with great respect for all of our sex worker friends, but kind of intentionally making herself more sexual, kind of looking a bit whorish. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like she's having this weird regression, like, uh, episode where, you know, she's stuck in this house with this woman and she's, you know, her life has become this crazy thing. And so, you know, she starts doing this, like, cat eye weird makeup situation and putting on these, like, fishnet stockings. I think that she's sort of regressing to that age when she was 17 and Mm -hmm. she didn't have these type of problems. Right. Yeah. That this was this character at that age. Right. You know this was Kate Blanchett's favorite scene to film. She is mm-hmm. acting silently her face off. Like this is every actor's <laughs> like dream. Like, oh, I get to just emote silently and like be so yeah. into myself. <laughs> yeah. And so she when she's you know, she steps on the gold star, gets stuck to the bottom of her heel. And what gives her the idea to start looking for? She she goes into the, the journal, to, to, the first to the garbage, place. and she finds a torn out page. A page, and she That's reads it, it and she's like, "This bitch is writing about me." And she starts tearing the apartment apart, looking right. for Barbara's journals. So first, she finds the journals, reads them, loses it. But then I think it's also implied that. Barbara is writing like a manuscript or something because she says something about like their personalities and things. Well, is I think it's, am I wrong? Did I miss something? I think the way Barbara writes her journals is very novelistic. So like, right. So, so I don't, I wasn't sure if she was actually writing like a manuscript or if she just happens to like, because she's so separated from like humanity. Mm -hmm. It's like she narrates her own life like a book and she and she embellishes the other characters and i yeah. think she was writing things about you know bill nye mm-hmm. and the daughter that she wouldn't have known yeah because i think sheba calls her out on like you don't even know the you know yeah. um so yeah i think in the journal there's a lot of of uh padding yeah to to just her 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 day-to-day situation but she tears this mm-hmm. house up <laughs> She does. She's on the edge. Sheba is oh on my the goodness. edge. Uh, there are fallen mirrors mm-hmm. and upturned coffee tables and couch cushions and 
Oh, it's crazy. I love when uh, Barbara leaves to go out and she's getting groceries mm-hmm. and she comes back and all of the, at this point, all of the reporters are taunting her. Yeah. Yes. Because they are just sort of observing of how ridiculous the situation is. Yeah. And, and they're making like weird homophobic comments to her mm-hmm. and like, you know, calling her a lezo and all. <laughs> but you know how like Judy Dench plays it? She has just like this. She almost has a smile on her face. Like she likes mm-hmm. the attention. Yeah. And she yeah. likes the this this drama she has brewed up. <laughs> yeah. And she's the only one that has the exclusive access to Sheba. Yep. You know, I think she's the one. She's just like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You have to go through me for everything now. So it's like, it's, I, it's she's exactly where she wants to be. Barbara's definitely going to be booking Sheba for her Larry yeah. King appointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to go through Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean... When she does get into the house and sees the mess that she was made, this is when we get the big I scene. mean, this I mean. is the big throwdown. I love <laughs> when Judy, I think that she said, like, Barbara, I could get eight years or something or, like, four years. And Barbara's just like, they'll fly by. <laughs> I'll visit you every week. <laughs> <laughs> they'll fly by. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but she walks in and Kate Blanchett, I mean, rips into her. She's in a Eugene O'Neill drama. <laughs> she is yeah. all the way in. Oh, my God. Like, starts screaming at her, you don't even like me. I, everyone else hated you, but no one told me you were a fucking vampire. Fucking, fucking mad. You don't know how to love. You have never your whole life. Me, Jennifer Dodd. You're nothing but waste and disappointment. <laughs> you bitter old virgin. Only for a reason. They loathed you at school, all of them. I was the idiot who bothered, but only because no one told me you're a fucking vampire! So what is it, Pa? You want to roll around the floor like lovers? You want to fuck me, Barbara? Please don't diminish our... Uh, what? What? No, give it back. I, I know you. Selfish and vain, you think you have a divine right. You don't belong in the world, you belong here! <laughs> Fucking vampire. This monologue sorry for you. is so amazing mm-hmm. of how Kate delivers it. And this is one of the parts of the movie that you're just like, this shit is camp gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh-huh. And it's the type of camp that is so good because Kate's not delivering it that way. No. Like, Kate is in the moment yeah. that, like, she is, like, acting. Yeah. Do you want to fuck me, Barbara? Do you want to fuck me, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, this- and she's just... She's just hitting her with the journal, like uh, smacking her with. We need a whole genre of movie that's just Oscar-winning actresses smacking each other. J- yeah. Julianne Moore smacks Helen Mirren. Tatum O'Neill slaps Mira Sorvino. Meryl Streep somehow oh slaps herself. I don't know. Everyone slaps yeah. Marion Cotillard. Like that. That should just be the yeah. whole movie. I love it. Supercut. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh. Work on it. It's 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 a it's an intense scene. I there, wonder how many times they had to shoot this scene. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not very I, many. I remember reading on top of uh, each other. an interview with Kate where they talked about this scene, mm-hmm. and she says that after the first take, they had to break open a bottle of champagne and like yeah. have a moment and just like have a glass of champagne yeah. just because that moment was so crazy. Yeah. And then they had to go back and do it again. There's also Oof. one other thing in this scene that I love. I don't remember the name of the place, but, like, it's kind of after everything has calmed down. And Barbara's like, you invited me to visit you in France. And Kate oh, yeah. Blanchett just, like, puts her <laughs> yeah. head in her hand. And she's like, we 
didn't mean it. She <laughs> did. Like, you distinctly <laughs> said, if I was around, I should stop by at Cape Land. <laughs> we didn't that, mean it. She's like, then I won't go then. <laughs> that exchange, Pete I laughed so hard. So hard. Well, then I won't go then. <laughs> so funny. The Dodoin in France. The Dodoin, uh, that's what it was. We didn't mean, mean it. it. Well, then I won't go. <laughs> Uh, so oh I'm, my gosh they need to just do this on rupaul's drag race for a rusical i am amazed <laughs> they, that need they, to, don't have... they need to do like a big lip sync of this number yeah that they haven't parodied this and one of their i mean they would ruin it if they parodied it like those and especially yeah, of yeah. how kate blanchett goes out to the press yeah. of like When she walks out the door, the bit, like the big crescendo of the scene. Here I am, and just that Kate Blanchett like wail, that yeah. deep voice. I love it. And then, so she goes outside, and she's like, "Here I am," you know, just like screaming at everybody, and they're all just like, "All right." Mm-hmm. And then who comes out? Barbara comes out yep. and just ushers her back inside, mm-hmm. you know, and and saves her. Yeah. After all that. What she does the it? Fuck. Oh my goodness! So we cut ahead a little bit, right? And we see yeah. that that's the end of it, right? Like, am, am I cutting too far? Yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So she, we cut ahead a little bit, and we see uh, Sheba go back to her husband, who yeah. kind of smiles and takes her back. It's bold. It is. I mean, yeah, it is, but. We just kind of get in like um, just images, like newspaper images. Yeah. The like the outcome, right? The outcome is that Sheba gets ten months, which seems. I mean, <laughs> she'll be out. She'll be out in seems, four. It'll yeah. fly by. Seems a little light. I, I don't know if this movie light. grapples enough with like the um, statutory rape of a fifteen-year-old. Right. <laughs> it's, it definitely right. is brushing under the rug of like he's fine. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's another one of those things that it's uh, that, you know, the the person who's underage is a male and and she's a female. And it's like somehow societally that that's like less of a crime or or less traumatic for for him. That said, that said, but it's more of a media sensation, though. Mm. That right. Those are the type of headlines that you'll see on your People magazine app on your iPhone. Yeah, because people don't feel bad. It's more sensationalized. Yeah, Yeah, it's more sensationalized as a scandal than a crime. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, and and that's where that's kind of what you know what's going on here. And it's like she's beautiful. She's white. She's rich. She'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, is that kind of just where we end with with Sheba and her little special? Special park bench. Yeah. Not Sheba, Barb. I'm sorry, not Sheba. Yeah, Barb. And it, it's kind of set up earlier in the movie when Barb brings Sheba to this bench that this is where she would bring Jennifer Dodd. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was their special place with Jennifer. That it's just this park bench, you know, overlooking this, you know, the city or town or whatever. And um, she goes to the park bench and there's a... A, a very Kate Blanchett esque woman, uh, played by Emery Duff. 
great British actress. Oh, this is this is Aunt, that's Anne Marie Duff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I love Anne Marie Duff. Yeah. I recognized her face, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure from what. What may we remember her? I from? mean, I remember Anne Marie Duff in Nowhere Boy, that John Lennon movie, which I don't think that you've seen. But no. she's just sort of a, a character actress from England. She was Fiona sure. in The British Shameless. Okay, that? yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then okay. Um, she was in the that HBO adaptation of His Dark Materials. Mm. Okay, sure. We didn't get past the first episode. That's fair. It wasn't great. <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's Maeve's mom in Sex Education. Yes. yes. That's why mm-hmm. I know her. Yeah. That's why I know her. There you go. And um, she just uh, immediately right off the bat, you know, Barbara sits down and just kind of. And you're just like, here we go yep. again. She has learned a nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we get a call back to a, an earlier scene where they were having a lunch, Barbara, Sheba, and another teacher. Mm-hmm. And Sheba took a drink of her tea or coffee and got some foam on her mouth. Mm-hmm. And Barbara kind of very discreetly told her to wipe it away. And this this intimate shared moment. Yeah. And the same thing happens with, uh, you know, with this new woman. And she's just like, you know, kind of smiles and has her wipe her, wipe her nose. And she's reading the newspaper that has the article about yeah. Sheba. And she's like, oh, well, I knew her. Yeah. <laughs> <She is. laughs> oh, what a fucking great character, though. Like, so good. She must have had so much fun just being mean to everyone around her. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things that actresses Judy's age. I mean, roles like this are hard to come by yeah. for older actresses, yeah. and this is not the type of role that um, old ladies usually play in movies. Yeah. That you usually just don't play a complicated bitch like she is in this movie. <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, like, do you end the movie with any sympathy for Barb? I think so. Yeah. I think I actually feel like she's a horrid person. But like (laughs) there's they have a scene in there where she's she's alone in the bathtub and she's talking about loneliness and she's like "Mm -hmm." I have that scene written down on my notes. Yeah. What it's like to construct an entire weekend around a visit to the laundromat. Yeah. What it's like to have not been touched in so long that like like it's she's such a good actress that you can be like, you are this woman is purely evil for the most majority yeah. but like she shows you why and and mm-hmm. so you can't help but have like a little sympathy because we've all been like oh i felt lonely i felt lonely before but i never constructed a whole weekend around the visit to the laundromat is my big excuse to like go see people and have interactions and stuff until this pandemic now we all very deeply right. understand <laughs> what that's like right right to be um taught to be accidentally brushed by the bus conductor's hand sets a jolt of longing straight to your groin yeah (laughs) oh boy um we should talk a little bit about the way that the novel ends and how it differs yeah so this is so funny i read the novel and i do not remember how it ends so apparently i i read the synopsis of the novel and apparently Mm -hmm. it ends with like sheba kind of like giving up and becoming barb's like plaything <laughs> like she is so, completely sewn up and 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 undone by this woman is like i can't fight anymore she's got me i must have blocked the sending out of the book <laughs> yeah so it says uh 
she, being Sheba, eventually reconciles with Barbara due to their shared desperation and loneliness as both have now lost everything. Even now, Barbara uses their desperate circumstances as yet another opportunity to further their relationship as the mentally weakened Sheba can do little to resist. The novel ends with Sheba trapped and demoralized, resigning to Barbara's dominance. Wow. I love farce. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It dark. is dark, and I understand why I didn't do that in the movie, but that is kind of a better ending. Yeah. Like, it, I think if they had done that, it could have gone, like, really full camp. It would have gone so deep into camp. They'd probably, like, it's – that's, like, a literary ending. I don't know if we could do it in a movie. But yeah. Yeah. That's when it really turns into whatever happened to baby JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to baby JJ. Yeah. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, this uh, this movie is on the surface. It's it's you know it's this high drama, but yeah, when you really break it down, these there are these re- extremely campy moments, you know, of these two women just kind of going at it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, high melodrama. It, it it is really worth watching. It's an hour and a half, and if you, like you will get to laugh and like be shocked. What more do you want? <laughs> scandalized yeah yeah um i love uh all the performances are are really both were oscar nominated judy dench lost to helen murin for the queen and uh kate blanchett lost to jennifer hudson for dream girls both bad choices (laughs) (laughs) so so in case you're following along at home judy dench was nominated for best Actress yes. and Kate Blanchett was nominated for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for the roles. Um, in notes on a scale, I mean role. personally, I would be voting for Judy because I think this is her best role. This is probably the performance that I would vote for. But we kind of forget that Helen Mirren had a big moment around the time the Queen came out. Yeah, that like she, she was, was kind of like she's like the hot 60 year old that still that still has it yeah that was sort of like her Oscar narrative when she won for the queen yeah I I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm more okay with that one the 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 Jennifer Hudson dream girls win always just sticks in my craw like I love Jennifer Hudson she's great but she's not a great actress she won for singing I've a never song. yeah, <laughs> no, I, w- yeah I kind of agree like I'm all about the win for like representation matters Absolutely. like I think yeah. that's cool that this kind of pluck from obscurity singer turned actress was rewarded with the Oscar. But I'm not super crazy about Dreamgirls. It's not a great movie. I didn't really like it at the time yeah. that, that it came out. I've always thought that it read very VH1, like a hip opera. Yeah. <laughs> towards like the later half of the movie. Very that Ebony Scrooge. just sort of loses steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Ebony Scrooge. A Diva's Christmas Carol. That. Weren't yeah. you guys supposed to be doing a Diva's Christmas Carol <laughs> we, on your show? We were supposed to do it. And honestly, the reason that we didn't was because I was like, I I didn't realize when we had chosen and watched it, it's so low budget. Yeah. That I was oh, like, yeah. I feel b- like a lot of the stuff that we kind of talk about would be like. It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy. It felt like low hanging fruit. Yeah. And I was like, you know yeah. what? Like, I love Je- uh, Jennifer Williams, Vanessa Williams. And I was like, I just. Yeah. This is just a little thing that needs to be left alone and allowed to be what yeah. it is, kind of. So yeah, we yeah. Do it. <laughs> that makes sense. There's always next Christmas. <laughs> there though. is. Maybe, maybe my mind will change. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually know. think Kathy Griffin's really funny in that movie because you can just yeah. tell Kathy Griffin was thrown out those zingers because yep. she was not probably all that satisfied <laughs> with the material that she get, yeah. that like she was given. I enjoyed it. Don't get. I actually really liked it. I was just like I, mm-hmm. I, I, it, I felt 
bad being like like taking the piss out of it because i was like it just feels like i'm punching down totally totally but this movie on the other hand is very high budge uh oh yeah everybody's great in it you know it's i think it it holds up as far as it doesn't feel super dated really as far as like no not really i um, mean it's also the i mean i talk about this a lot on the show but it's the type of adult drama that has trouble getting made now just like yeah. now when everything has to appeal to such a wide Everybody. viewership the kind of mid movies like this yeah i yeah. mean movies like this you would probably see this movie now this would be like a limited series on like netflix yeah of like five episodes, which I mean, I would watch. Oh yeah, but it's nice that this was made <laughs> yeah. by a major studio as yeah. a movie, and it was run with this huge Oscar campaign. Yeah, and was pretty successful. Yeah, like if they were doing the ten, the eight to ten best picture nominees around two thousand six, this probably would have made the cut. I yeah, I would think so. Oh, were they still only doing they were like still five doing or whatever? Five. Yeah, wow. interesting. Well, yeah, we definitely recommend watching this if yeah. you haven't seen it already. And, I mean, I, I can't stress enough that I feel like this needs to be cemented even more as a camp classic and just talked about <laughs> even more and quoted by gay men. Yeah. That, like, I want to see, like, like a theater showing where they show notes on a scandal and people, like, get up and, like, <laughs> act out the big fight scene. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, this could do midnight showings. This this really could yeah. sustain midnight showings. This could, <laughs> like, they could do a, a stage adaptation of it that would be, fu- like, with drag queens, it could be fucking insane. Like, it would be... Peaches yeah. Christ needs to do this as a... Yeah. As, like, a movie parody. Well... Yeah. We'll get. Do you want to fuck me, Barbara? On a T-shirt. Do you want to fuck me, Barbara? <laughs> I I just want to say, just for the record, my last note on on my whole page of notes is Jesus Christ. I just remembered Judy Dench was in Cats, which isn't oh, <laughs> really how relevant. Could we forget. This, but... I like to erase that from my memory. We've talked about Cats too many times on the show that it doesn't need to come up again. Yeah, I mean, she, oh, what a weird casting. Oh. What weird cat. Uh, that was yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to appreciate Judy Dench while while we have her. I mean, she has maybe like a good ten years left of making movies. Yeah. Oh, so oh, sh- oh so you're ready to put her in the home? <laughs> ready to retire? <laughs> All right, well, ready to retire. do you remember that whole story of that she was going blind? I do remember. Probably that. about like four years ago, and I feel like I don't know. I guess that just went away. Yeah. I know because she's still <laughs> kicking, right? Like I mean, I, she I snapped. Like I mean, look in Cats. Did you see that extension? She could, I mean that <laughs> leg that was she's more points. flexible than me. Yeah, <laughs> and that was one hundred percent her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no body doubles in cats, famously. No, not at all. <laughs> famously, as everyone knows. <laughs> oh my goodness, this has been so much fun. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me an oh excuse to watch this movie again. I'm glad yeah. that we finally got to it because it's been one of those movies that I've had this movie on my mind to do on this show for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're definitely glad that we were able to cover it and glad to have you on. You. Um, why don't you talk a little bit for those who are not yet aware about your show and where people can find That Aged Well. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I and my, my friend Erica do a show called That Aged Well. We watch movies and TV from the 80s and 90s, and we talk about how it aged. So is it super sexist? Is it super racist? Is it super homophobic? Is it super transphobic? All of that stuff but with smiles on our faces and the song in our hearts. So it's not just strident <laughs> complaints about 
because pretty much all movies from the 80s and 90s are all of those things at some level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we try to make it fun, and uh, we're not trying to make you feel bad for loving the movies. We're trying to just to yeah. make you love them with your eyes open. That's it. So our show drops on Mondays. So we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Pretty easy to find if you search for That Aged Well. Well, what our rating from That Aged Well be for Notes on a Scandal? <laughs> well, it's like, super white. Yeah. There's not really yes. any diversity in it. And yeah. when there is diversity, it's like the black kid yeah. getting in a fight. True. <laughs> uh, the There is some diversity in the sense that she has a special needs kid, which you see very rarely. And it is being played Actually by, played by special a special needs, needs person, actor. Which yeah. we very much appreciate. Uh, yeah. Great female roles. Good gay roles. They definitely lean into like the gay villain trope. But when it's this delicious, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> if the gay villain is the actual lead of the movie, I'm kind of going to be cool with it. And like I said, I wind up right. with sympathy for her. And 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 so I would give this a pretty high score. I would ding it hard for the lack of racial diversity only because it was made in 2006. Come on right. now. Um, yeah. But there are basically four characters in it. So all right. it's, it's not like there's a huge number of people i would give it like a seven a seven out of ten do you want to fuck me barbara (laughs) i was gonna say like gold stars but that's a little easy it should be do you want to fuck me Barbara? i love it i love it well thank you so much again for coming on the show paul thanks for having me boys yeah definitely until next time we bid you adieu see you later bye bye And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Fun episode. Yeah, definitely. I hope you enjoyed it. We love Notes on a Scandal. We love that H. Well, go check them out. I think it's on Prime. Oh, Notes on a Scandal is on Prime? Yes. Fun. Okay. Cool. You know, we should tell our uh, listeners, we use this app. It's called Just Watch. This is not an ad. <laughs> we no, are not I use at all. this app every day. Yeah, Just Watch. It's a really cool app. It's also a website. I think you just go to justwatch.com. And what you do is you put in the name of the movie, and it um, will tell you what streaming service, if any, it's currently playing on. And it's updated really um, mm-hmm. They're often. really good at updating it. So if you just put in, you know, whatever, you're just like, oh, um, the fan that we just did, uh, unfortunately, it's not streaming for free anywhere, but it can tell you where it's available for rent and for how much. And so uh, we use that a lot. If you can't find anything that we I'm are seeing notes on a scandal is currently on Prime. Awesome. So you guys can listen. You can watch it for free. I usually try to at the when we announce the movies to put it on our story of where it's streamed. Yeah, exactly. So you can so you can find it and, and have a have a good have a good watch. Uh, before you, you you check out the episode, so yeah, you can all, y'all can go check out the movie. Well, I think it's about that time for some shout outs. Yay, Yay Patreon shout outs! Patreon shout outs. Well, we would just like to say a big hey hey hello to Rafino, Christine. Hi, Christine. <laughs> right into the episode and see if we <laughs> totally got British public uh, school right or wrong. Absolutely, I'm wrong. curious to I'll hear. Tell you right now. <laughs> so hi Christine, hi Nick, John, Jessica, Melinda, and Jim, Aaron, Josh, Don, Genevieve, Jimmy, Drew, Jamie, and Paul. Thank you for being a friend. Yay! Yay! If you would like some additional content, head over to Patreon.com/slash Movies That Made Us Gay. Our new Watch with Us just came out. What did we? What did we just end up? We doing? watched Can't Hardly Wait. We watched Can't Hardly Wait. Yes, indeed. If you are a ten dollar patron, you can have access to our. Watch with us commentary tracks. We're going to be recording another one. We're going to do a few this month, too. 
yeah uh we just did can't hardly wait so when you hear the third tone on the commentary track press play on uh netflix because can't hardly wait is on netflix and you will sync up with our track and you can hear us you can watch on about the movie watch with us so that's a lot of fun check out patreon.com slash movies that made us gay we're also on instagram and facebook at movies that made us gay and we are on twitter at mtmug pod yes indeed you can find me pete on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter and Scott Youngbauer on Instagram and just Scott Youngbauer on uh, Letterbox. Do you want to see what I'm watching? Yes, indeed. I still haven't started a Letterbox. It's I'll, handy. You I'll should you should download it. I will. I'll do it today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week. Bye. bye.